Hello, Quick Drag listeners, and welcome back to our final podcast episode rolling out EW's exclusive interviews with the RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16 cast. We are almost there to the premiere January 5th at MTV, but we're revealing more interviews that you'll love more than Jessica Wilde loves that drink in alphabetical order. Check out the full videos on EW.com slash Drag Race and our YouTube and social pages, and stay tuned to this episode for our last round of interviews with Safira Crystal and Tsunami Meets. Hello, I'm Joey Nolfi with Entertainment Weekly, mothering today with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. And as you can see, mother has arrived. I mean, this one needs no introduction, but we're going to bow down and bask in the presence of a legend in the making. Please welcome Safira Crystal. Hello. Hi, I am so excited to have you here. You have no idea. I was just like doing my research on you, I was just so blown away. I was like, I'm going to love this one right away. <laughs> Yay, I'm excited. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being here. Um, I can't wait to see what you do on this show. Um, but I want to know where you got your start in drag, because you do have a very a, a illustrious career in drag. So where are you from? Where are you based now? Well, I am originally from Houston, Texas. Uh, some would say that my start in drag happened in high school when I stole a dress from my mother and a wig from her and oh. some shoes and uh, <laughs> went to school as Leontine Price, the famous opera singer okay. um, from the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s and uh, on. But everyone thought I was Whitney Houston. And then uh, later on, I put a shirt on. Everyone said I was Alfre Woodard because <laughs> it was during the time of uh, uh, Desperate Housewives. Uh, but like that was my first time in drag. And then Safira's birth would be when I was in college. Um, I was in between schools and I just was in Rochester, New York. And I had a sorority, fraternity brother, sister, um, who was a drag queen. Mm -hmm. And we would go out and I saw this queen come out after my fraternity brother, sister. And uh, her name was Delicious. And I saw her on the stage and I said, I want to be a drag queen. And basically stalked her for like a couple of months and then got the gumption up to say, hey, will you be my drag mother? Aww. And uh, I started on June 10th, 2009 was my first day wow. as Sophia Crystal on stage. And here we are today on a nationally televised Emmy winning reality television show. Yeah, so I mean, the excellence speaks for itself. And I do love that you went out at your first time in drag as an opera legend, um, because I do see that you're also an you describe yourself as an operatic diva with a six octave range. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Um, as your Instagram says, so she can like sing, sing. She can sing. Oh, yes. I love sing. this. Sang. I love it. How long <laughs> did you study to do that? Or was it just something that like you just picked up on your own? Can you just pick up opera singing on your own? I think you can. I think that all people need to be finessed or, you know, there's rough, there's a rough um, rock and then the diamond gets cut it out of the mm -hmm. rock. But yeah, I studied um, music since I was 12 years old. Wow. I went to a, the high school for the performing visual arts in Houston, Texas, mm -hmm. which is the same high school that Beyonce attended. Oh, we're going to get to that. Um, <laughs> I um, then went to the Eastman School of Music in Rochester and then went to the Longy School of Music in Cambridge. Nice. That is, I love that background. Um, can you maybe give us a little opera performance right now? <laughs> Like two <laughs> <laughs> I didn't warm up for this. <laughs> no, no, I can't. That was it. Just that um, right there. I was like, that's okay. I so, could probably give you the um, like a note. I just woke up. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Vous qui faites l'ordre mieux 
n'entendez-vous pas? N'entendez-vous pas? I love it. That's amazing. That's like first waking up right out of bed, like doing. Oh. That's amazing. But I also have a six octave range, so True. it's the it's the top that's not here right now. That was incredible. No, thank, <laughs> thank you for you. doing that. I know Monet Exchange also does yes. um, opera singing. Have you ever like performed with Monet doing opera? Uh, we have never performed together operatically. I don't think we've ever. No, we've performed together, but we've never performed together okay. operatically. Mm -hmm. No. I love Monet. She's actually technically my drag niece. She's oh. my drag sister's daughter. My drag sister is Honey Davenport. Right. And yes. uh, mm -hmm. her daughter is Monet Exchange. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love Monet. I am so proud to see, you know, an opera girl up there doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Saw her in, in an opera recently and yeah. I thought, ugh. You know, when you see someone, sometimes there's two options. You can get jealous or you can have... You can be inspired. You can say, if it can happen for her, it can happen for me. And here I am on Drag Race. Yeah. Just ready. Mm -hmm. And she's doing like operatic performances at like, it, like, you know, in different cities around the world. So is that like, is that where you usually do the operatic performances or do you even do that at shows like at a club or something? I do it at shows and clubs. I do it in pageants when I compete. So yeah, I love to sing. It's my favorite thing. I don't sing in the opera, but very soon I hope to. Would you ever put out like an opera album maybe after Drag Race or is it in the works? Maybe. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I'm sensing maybe if there's a talent show, we might be seeing <laughs> some opera performance. Who knows? I don't really know about all that. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. We don't know what Drag Race is. We're not here I've talking about Drag Race. What am I doing? What is this? <laughs> what am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we getting at a typical Safira show though? I mean, well, I don't want to say that your shows are typical because I know I've seen them. They are, they are not typical shows um, but what is she giving in terms of like fashion performance what are we getting from Safira show Safira is the queen of big drag she's the grand dame diva and by grand dame I mean grand like really grand mm -hmm. um, as big as the drag can get is probably much what I'm doing opera is I feel like some of the original drag if you know what I mean like it's just big it's it's amazing it's um, extravagant. It is eleganza. Mm -hmm. And so I try to bring the opera to what we know as drag and combine them. I am also a host of many things. Being from Texas, I'm kind of just that girl who likes to take over everything and say, hey, um, now you cook this, you go over here, now you sit down. Everybody, uh, let's <laughs> let's let's do the um the wobble real quick. You know, you know, <laughs> let's have a good time. That's me. So getting everybody together. On the same the common goal. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Efficient. So even though you are you're in Philadelphia now, you're based in Philadelphia now. I live in Philadelphia. Um, yes. So you were originally, like you said, from Houston, from Houston, and you went to the same church also as Beyonce I and did, yes. Kelly Rowland. Yes. And you sang in the choir at church, mm -hmm. correct? Did so? Did you like see Beyonce and Kelly yeah. at church? Mm -hmm. You saw them all the time. I saw them quite often, actually. Yeah. Did you ever like talk to them at church? Once. <gasps> what did you say? Uh, hi. <laughs> It was very brief. It was, I remember because I didn't even realize it was them. They were walking down the stairs. I was with Mr. Lee, who was also in the choir. And I was like, on Mr. like we were hugging and walking. And they came down and said, hey, Mr. Lee. And he was like, hey, girls. And they were like, hi. I was like, hi. And then they walked this way. And I was like, who was that? And <laughs> he goes, that was Beyonce and Kelly. And I was like, what? Oh my God. That's who that was? So this was like after they were already famous. Yeah. This wasn't just like growing up, like, oh, I saw Beyonce and Kelly on the stairs, like fully A-list Beyonce and Kelly are walking yeah. in. You're just like, hey, who was that? Yeah. 
Yeah. I was really into opera. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, but no other interaction other than that. Uh, no, I would. Uh, there was a, a story that I remember. <laughs> okay, story time. Um, we were at church. You know, these are very, very famous people. Uh -huh. um, and people at church are there, and they see that they're there. And we're having, we're in the middle of, I think, either praise and worship or maybe a sermon. I don't, I'm not sure what's happening at the moment. I think it was in the middle of praise and worship. And a woman walks up to Kelly and says, um, can I get an autograph? And she goes, can I just praise God for a little bit? <laughs> like, can we just do that first and maybe after it we can talk about this part? I was like, girl, right? Like, can I just praise God? Can I get my moment to praise the Lord? Her priorities, where she has We're her priorities. On. Loved it. I That is an amazing story. Um, do you ever use that with people now? You know, just like you're at a drag show. You're like, excuse me, let me praise God for can a second before I... Thank you. Can at you the just... meet and greet. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, I establish boundaries very easily. People don't really try to cross boundaries with me. Yeah. I have a very assertive presence. And so um, I don't really have that many people doing things that they feel like they shouldn't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, unless they feel really, really privileged. Um, but beyond that, I don't really ever have problems like that. I say, this is what we're doing. We're doing it over here. And when you come out here, you owe me this much. Cool. <laughs> that sounds to me like that's going to make for some good untucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm untucked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did also read that your father was an MMA uh, trainer? Is yes, that correct? He was, he was a coach, yeah. Oh, he's a coach. So do you, did you like learn that growing I up? I did, yes. Do yeah. you still keep up with it? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Because I was going to say if that came in handy and untucked, but. Let me tell you something. <laughs> None of these girls will ever try me because they know better. Most of the, one of the bigger ones of us. <laughs> I don't need to fight. I, I have yeah. cutting looks. I don't even have to speak to uh, make someone feel a certain way. I've learned very early in life that fighting is an absolute last resort. Right, absolutely. I learned to fight, to defend myself, to learn discipline, mm -hmm. honestly, um, most of all. And then I thought about going into it. My dad was like, "You're no, you're not doing this. This is not gonna be your life. Yeah. You're talented, you should do that. And so I don't believe in fighting. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in de-escalating as much as possible. Absolutely. I believe in having an honest, true conversation about the way you feel. If you make a girl feel demeaned and she wants to tell you that, and then she wants to jump stupid, it's like, no, okay, hold on. Yeah. What you did was this. This is why she feels this way. Mm -hmm. We should discuss this. Just going back to you saying about this presence and this authority that you have, you do. Like the second you walked into the room, it's like you can feel it. You do have a very specific aura about you. And I'm wondering where you think that comes from. Where did you have to learn that from? Or is it something that just comes naturally to you? I really have always been a person who just loves all. And I feel like when you start with love, then your um, presence is filled with love and people are drawn to that. Um, and so I just enjoy the presence of people and and thus I feel like people enjoy mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the fans are really going to respond well to you, too. Um, so, and one of the things that I, I love about this show is highlighting drag artists from different identities. And well, I mean, we're still hoping for drag kings in the future. But I read mm -hmm. in an interview that you did in the past that you're actually 
Pansexual? Pansexual, polyamorous, non-binary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're comfortable talking about that, I mean, I would love to hear more about that journey for you and maybe what it means to represent for pansexual people on a platform like this. Yeah, I am pansexual. I have many different lovers of different gender expressions, um, sexual identities. Um, and for me, I think it means that, like, we're not all in one box. Yeah. I think it's very important to know that like you don't have to be in a box. You can just live and love mm -hmm. and whatever comes your way is what comes your way. Don't lock yourself out to something that could be great for you. Mm -hmm. I am gay as hell, <laughs> but I love women, cis women, trans women. I love all cis men, trans men, all versions of every single person, mm -hmm. um, non-binary people are you know, melt my soul um <laughs> but like there's no reason to block yourself off from potential greatness in your life and that's what i came to because when i came out when i was in high school i told my mom i was bisexual and she was like oh you like girls too still cool that's fun and then i was like later on when i was in college i decided to be gay and for me, most people say, you don't decide that I had, I had to make this decision mm -hmm. because in my mind, I had to be in this little place. And then I realized that I was limiting myself. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is by Jesse Norman, another very famous opera singer. Um, and she says, pigeonholes are for pigeons. I'm not a pigeon. So I'm not gonna put myself in there. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing I think about this community too, is that there are, especially now, the, the sort of borders between identities, gender, it's just, it's all sort of starting to, I think, break down. And you are a great example of what you just said, of why that is so important. I love to see it. You also said in a past interview um, that you've been sober for a few years. Um, so I want to congratulate you on that as well. Um, so, and Selena Estides and I had a really powerful conversation when we did these interviews before the season last year about that journey. So I'm just wondering if you're comfortable again, um, what that journey has been like for you um, and how is life different now for you? I'm just so here. I'm present. I like to be here. Um, I get high on the presence of other people. In the nightlife, you know, you get a lot of alcohol for free. Um, I drank a lot. I did a lot of um, other things. Honestly, my biggest one was marijuana. And it was something that, you know, it's, you know, it's not the worst of, a, of all the things that you could do. But if it becomes something that you are always doing and you never get anything done and you're just always, I woke up, smoked. Um, two minutes later, smoked again, watched some TV, smoking. You know, and I'm just like sitting on the couch doing nothing. I have a show I should be preparing for, but eh, let me just smoke a leg. You know what I mean? And I just decided, you know, I want more for my life than to just be sitting here on this couch. I want to be a household name. I want to be the person, I want to be a star. And I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm relying on all these crutches. When I started smoking, I was going through a very rough time in my life. And it really helped me cope. And I said this to my mother um, because I was trying to get her to stop smoking cigarettes. And I said, after I put down my crutches was when I could actually start walking. I can start moving towards my actual general direction. Mm -hmm. And so if you feel like you need to be sober or you want to like abstain for a little while, do it. Your brain changes because you were just 
on the grudges. I think a lot of people are going to take a, away a lot from you this season, just from this little interaction that I'm getting with you right now. I think it's very important what you're saying, and I really thank you for opening up about that. Another thing I want to talk to you about, I know very important to you, you referenced it a little bit uh, earlier, your relationship with Honey Davenport. You post about her all the time, uh, being your woman crush and platonic life partner, you've called her. So um, I'm wondering how you two met and what your what makes your bond so strong. Honey and I met in uh, New York City at Boots and Saddle. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Old boots. Like, honestly, when we just met each other, we were like, hey, what's up, girl? Hi, how you doing? And Honey's just such a effervescent uh, personality. She's just full of life. I had just moved to New York not too much before then. She had heard about me because I had gone to um, Thanksgiving dinner with Keisha Carr um, in, of New York City. And, and she was like, who is this girl? And she looked me up, she's like, oh, she's fierce. <laughs> and when we met, she was like, oh my God, you're amazing. Come to my house, let's hang out. And we have been best friends ever since then. Like just, I think I stayed at her house for like three days. We just were meant to be together yeah. as people. Mm -hmm. um, and we are not, you know, sexually at all, but that is definitely my platonic life partner. Yeah. Like that is my love. I love Honey Devonport. Did you help her at all for season 11? And did she help you for season 16? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did, and what sort of advice did she give you for this season? Be me. The biggest advice that she gave me was just be yourself. I love you. Everyone else will love you. And I said, okay, I'll just be me. Don't try to do anything. Yeah. Um, you are enough, which is the kind of friend you need. You need someone who always reminds you that you're Definitely. enough. Definitely. Yeah. You, um, you are also both recent Miss America winners. Mm -hmm. um, and I know a fun fact about that. I, Carson Kressley hosts that pageant. Sure does. Correct. Did he recognize you or did he have any sort of, did you have any moments on set of Drag Race since he knew you from that pageant? I don't know. <laughs> no, I feel like nearly 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm no Carson. Okay. So mm -hmm. like, it's not like I don't, this person would be like, and who are you again? We didn't have any moments. It was just like, hey, hey. Just like an acknowledgement. Of, yeah. Okay. Just, okay. I mean, just about as much as anybody else would. You yeah. know, it was like, yeah. hi, hi. <laughs> um, but, you know, we know. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. It's not, you know, I don't think it's necessary because you can really be objective. Yes. When you're not mm -hmm. like focusing on, oh, I've known you for this song. Let's right. see what you're going to do. Right. Or I've known you this is this song. I love you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Something I'm asking to everybody on this cast, and I'm getting really uh, funny answers. What is something that you can tease about the season coming up? Like, uh, we know the twists and turns are coming. Uh, what can the fans expect from the season ahead? And how do you think this season steps things up from Drag Race in the past? Let me tell you something. This season is everything. Everything. The amount of times I looked around and was gagged. And if they're gagging you, exactly. like that mean it's a gag. I don't gag easily. It's a gag. <laughs> I don't. The reflex is gone. <laughs> but like, it's just, I, I was gagged. This season is everything. And I watch every season and this one is everything. Wonderful. So who do you think needs the Mistress Isabel Brooks drag vaccine, drag delusion vaccine the most? And untalked. Me, I guess. I don't know. Stop <laughs> administering the vaccine. I don't know. I don't think that anyone needs the drag delusion vaccine. I'm also, I'm such a, I, I don't. <laughs> diplomatic. I'm very diplomatic. I'm also like, I see the best in people. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really see all that like, mm -hmm. 
I'm just like, oh, you're just so cute. Yeah. Or, oh, you're just so silly. You know, <laughs> you really think this is what it is, don't you? Oh, I like the trip. I just want everybody to be having fun. So mm-hmm. I really, I don't know because I'm not really, yeah. I wasn't really like, girl, who do you think you are? You know what I mean? It was like, if that's how you feel, sometimes you just got to feel that way. Yeah. They say fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a such thing as drag delusion. I think that's a, like, you need, dra- drag is the delusion. <laughs> you need drag delusion. Safira, thank you so much. It was really lovely talking with you, getting to know you through this research I was doing on you. You just, you're, you're a wonderful performer. I cannot wait to see what you do on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for having me. Of course, and stay tuned for more with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race season 16. everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam where Wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Hello, I'm Joey Nolfi with Entertainment Weekly here with the Sweet 16 ladies of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. And yes, this series might be old enough to drive a car, but no one can plow their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent down a runway quite like this next queen. Birthed from the producer lineage of Candy Muse, please welcome the supermodel herself, Tsunami Muse! Hi! Hi. Oh my god, what an intro! Oh, yes, only for, yes, only for you. I, I live, for you. I live, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, it is so lovely to to see you. Um, it's been such a long time coming. I know how excited you've been to make it on the show, but do you remember a few years ago, the first thing you told me, if you ever made it on the show? What did I say? What you were going to do in an interview. Wait, what was it? You were like, I'm just literally going to scream at the top of my lungs in the first few seconds of the interview. So do you want to just do it now? Ah! There you go. There you go. <laughs> manifested it. Manifested it. There we go. We did. We did. We manifested it. And we did it. We're here. We're queer. Something else comes up. Just something else that rhymes. It doesn't matter. We're here. That's all that matters. You're finally here. Very happy to see you on the season. Thank you. Um, But outside of the looks, obviously, I mean, look at the material. Look at this row. Wait, what is the designer you said? Uh, The house of Jeff Bezos. (laughs) It took me when she first said that before we started this. I was like... Huh. She was like, do I need to know her? An up-and-coming designer that I've never heard of before. No, no. Not up-and-coming at all. Then I got it. Then I got it. That's what, when you're talking to drag queens all day, your brain goes to Right. Um, but outside of the looks, the, the yes. thing that people probably recognize mm-hmm. the most, the first, is the Muse name, yes. obviously. Yes. You're in the Candy Muse drag family. Yes. So how did that all come about? That's my bestie. I mean, we met, <laughs> I used to do this competition called Drag Wars, mm-hmm. you know, at Pieces yes. in New York City. Yes. And I, you know, would go every week and she would do the show before Drag Wars. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they would stay, you know, they they would stay a lot. And she just like saw me performing. She was like, you know, you remind me of me. And I was like, do I? Is that a good thing? It's a very candy (laughs) thing to say. But no, and then we just like organically clicked and then we would just hang out all the time. And one day we were in Fire Island and she was like, do you want my last name? 
Yeah. Oh, she just offered it up right then and there. Yeah. She, and I was like, you know what? Sure. We have such a fun time together doing nothing yeah. uh-huh. that like, why not do drag together? Right. You know? So what is it like performing with Candy? Doing anything with your best friend. Like, what is that like? Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it, it feels, uh, it's comforting. It's like easy. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to find more adjectives, mm-hmm. but. Comforting and easy. Yes. To describe Candy. <laughs> I mean, for me, for fans of Candy Muse, yes. The TV version of what people know of her, it's not uh, uh, deep enough to really get into the layer of who she is. Absolutely. So I feel like I know her differently. Yeah. And and you see, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and and rehabilitate Candy's (laughs) image. Okay? She needs me. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to see how that plays out <laughs> this season. Um, but that does, so that also means that like your extended drag family also includes, like it's like Aja, Aja Dahlia yes, Sin, yes, Janelle yes, number five. The girls. Um, so what was the advice like when you have a drag family that big? What was the advice like coming just, from them? Just do your own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be you. You're already doing it, you know, outside the Clearly. world. Clearly. Now it's just, there's a camera there, you mm-hmm. know? So as it was just. Do you and have fun. Yeah. So has the the producer gene carried down in Untucked? I, <laughs> I think. You'll see. You'll see. That's all? That's all we get? We'll see? Yes. I mean, can, yes. can I uh, like add a little thing? Yeah. Tsunami producer muse. When you have such a loud voice, you know, you, you, you're you the one that projects in the room. And there's a lot of girls that are rowdy. You got to, you know, reel right, them in. in a little bit. Sometimes yes. I have to do that. So. Uh-huh. Love to see it. So maybe Tsunami director yes, Muse and yes. not just producer. We're, we're stepping yeah, yeah, right, up. Yeah, right, right, right. Coming from such a strong... We touched on this a little bit earlier. Coming from such a strong drag family, did you maybe look to any of their narratives on the show as models for what to do or maybe what not to do? Because I imagine like that that backlash that Candy got yes. um, un, unfairly, that, that criticism, yeah. uh, might have maybe influenced... Or had an impact on maybe the way you quote unquote like played the game or navigated trackers? Um, I don't think so because I mean we're we're different people. Yeah. You know, and like those things are so specific to like who you are as a person. And like, I mean, I know who I am and how I am in like a group of people. So like I don't know, I don't I didn't have any I wasn't looking at what they okay. did and being like, oh I'm let me not do that. Yeah. I, I was also trying not to have too many like preconceived things of like how to yeah, you know what I mean I wanted yeah. to just go in there really like unaware and just kind of like adapt to the situation mm-hmm. so that for me is kind of like how I went in and played it okay something that I did not know about you um, is that you were born in Panama yes. before moving to New York City when you were 13 yes. so can you tell me a little bit about your early life in Panama and maybe why you moved to New York and then how you started doing drag yeah, um, it was definitely a culture shock. You know, I was back at home climbing mango trees to make a mango salad <laughs> to come into the uh, concrete jungle and everything is, you know, having to learn English. I never really saw drag, mm-hmm. you know, where, where I'm from. And then coming here, like, it's just completely different. It's more free. I immediately felt more aligned to that. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, it was organic. Yeah. If it, To me, if back then, like looking back, it, it felt like it was meant to be. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to sort of do all of these things. I just didn't know it existed or it had a name mm-hmm. or, you know, there was like a, a, a group for it. So, you know, being here and then like, um, you know, I, I started dabbling in drag after 
college, it, it felt like it was meant to be. It was a smooth transition, mm-hmm. if I say so myself. And clearly, I mean, yeah. clearly we're now on RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, hello, right, season 16. I mean, come on. Yes, it just makes sense. <laughs> now, the looks on your page and at your shows, I mean... It, 90s supermodel vibes. Thank it you. is. I mean, but you actually also work in and, fashion. And I have to say though, like those looks, it's a lot of it is thrifted. Because <laughs> yeah, I am a, a thrift store queen. I like mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I have I, I like to do this thing where like you don't need to you don't need to be rich to look like a million bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all about taste, it's all about editing, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's very much like where I come from. But yes, I work in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. I worked in there for like, uh, it was like 12 years by now. Um, I worked as a, a stylist assistant mm-hmm. and as a collection coordinator. So that definitely like helps me yeah. into looking like this, you know. Well, I also <laughs> saw recently that you helped style a shoot for Miss Simone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, was that like? Uh, in the know. I think so. I think, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. well, the stylist is uh, Masturbate, Matthew mm-hmm. Mazur. Right. He, you know, Lil Nas X and, like, Coyle mm-hmm. Ray and all those people. And Simone is a good friend of mine. And she she was like, oh, I'm coming to New York to um, to do a shoe. And Matthew is styling it. So I was like, oh, my God, Matthew, do you want me to assist you? Like, <laughs> it would be just fun we to, you know what I mean, be work. up. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, we have such great, like, work synergy that, like, she was like, sis, what do you think? And, like, you know, so it was very that. And, like, it was, it's, you know, it's what we do. That has to be very flattering to have Simone be like, well, sis, what do you think? <laughs> like, I mean, that's, you know, you're doing something right if Simone is asking you for. I mean, I, I ask her too. I mean, uh, like, cause, yeah. you know, when, when I was getting ready, I was like, do you like this? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so she helped you for drag race a little bit? I mean, I, I'm not going to put that on her. She didn't help me, mm-hmm. but um, I would say, like, emotionally, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you, there's certain things that, like, you lean on because you're like, you, you may have a question. Yeah. So you, like, bounce it off of them to see what they're thinking. But, I mean, let's say yes. She helped me, you know, in in some ways. Dare I ask what the questions were that you asked Simone? I, I wouldn't remember. It was definitely not about looks. It mm-hmm. was more like like the mentality of before going yeah. and then after. Mm-hmm. So it was like, a, like an inner thing. Or like, how do I win? That's it, exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you also... You were signed with, or are you still signed with the modeling agency? Yes, I am with New Icon. Wow. Yes, that so, happened 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, how long have I been a supermodel? <laughs> uh, it's been a few years now. So wait, so can you give us some like poses? Can, or can we get some smizing? I mean, am, I, am I not already? Oh, have oh, I not yeah. been, oh very good answer. Yes. Have I not been posing already? Yes. What's your best like, okay, if we're doing like a makeup campaign right now. Oh, uh, it's, the, you know. Classic. Uh, yeah. Classic. Like, oh my it, jaw hurts. Be, because, yeah. <laughs> I have a toothache. <laughs> I have a toothache. I need yes. to go to the dentist. That's it. That's, it's funny because RuPaul actually mentioned that on one of the challenges. Oh, really? Can, can, can I say that? I don't uh, know. Well, you'll I mean, see. We you'll know. see. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. You can just cut it. But, I mean, dentistry and modeling and drag, they all go. It, right. We're breaking down barriers today. That's <laughs> what this is all about. Um, <laughs> Now, I do know that you love the 90s supermodel era. I do. So what about that is so appealing to you? And why do you want to emulate that in drag? I th- Well, visually, it just, like, catches my attention, right? But then also, that was, like, the golden era of fashion. The fashion industry wasn't an industry yet. They were kind of, like, figuring it out, and they were just doing it. And, like, I mean, the budgets for shoots were huge. And, like, you know, they would shoot in, like, the Cayman Islands. And if they didn't like the shoot, they would just reshoot it. Like, oh. So it was, like, you know, that the whole air of, like, everything was just so 
like amazing and like extravagant. Yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me of like this era for drag, right? Like drag on the mainstream has been like a big thing for like what the past fifteen years. Like since Drag Race yeah, came about 14, out, 15 years, right? Ago. Since Drag Race came out, that 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 ushered in a new era for what drag is. So like then the, you know the nineties like fashion and models like that's kind of like what it is. So I guess that's how I relate to it. Okay, <laughs> how does it come through in your drag though? Like, are you actually like looking towards supermodels, specific supermodels? Well, like, Naomi Campbell, yeah, the supermodel of all supermodels. Yeah. yeah, she. I would say like when it comes to my character. That's like my biggest muse, mm-hmm. you know. Um, from from, <laughs> you like I got, it. You know? oh, we got it. Yes, we got it. Yes. Yeah, from the you know the like the the gracefulness, you know mm-hmm. how you uh, move, how you walk, how you talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I draw a lot of inspiration from the, from mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I love. It. Who doesn't love Naomi though? Like, I mean, I mean, a lot of people don't, but. Oh, well, I mean, th- those people don't know but, what they're doing with their lives. But I was going to say, I mean, listen, everybody has haters. Beyonce has haters. She does. Um, yeah. Oh, this is going <laughs> off on it. Mm-mm. Have you seen uh, that show that Naomi did? What was the sh- The Fate? Was the it Fate? I-, I worked on it. Did you really? Yes. What I was did a, you do on the I was face? a stylist assistant on it. Oh, on the gosh. first, Only the first season. <gasps> so do you have, like, like tea from Naomi from the filming of that show? No, I mean, not tea, but my favorite memory from that show was, um, I think it was, like, the first week. We hadn't, we were prepping, mm-hmm. so we hadn't started filming yet. But the, the when we started filming the first episode, we were in the hallway. First comes her bodyguard, and then <laughs> she comes, and then she's like, hello, baby. <gasps> And I'm like, hello, mother. And I, and it, yes. Oh and inside, God. I did that. I was like, <gasps> Naomi Campbell just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Call it was, her mother? Yes. Hello, mother. <laughs> I mean, she she knows. She it. is mother. What did she say to that? She just smiled. She was like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> and she was in a robe. Uh, she was in a white robe. I live. That's amazing. I love that you. I love that you had that experience. She was. A, she was just a judge on what all winners. Yeah, she was just a judge. I when I saw that, I was like, "Damn it!" Oh, I know. If you could have just waited one season longer, right? It's uh, okay. It's okay. So outside of like the looks, though, I, I have a great idea of like where the look and the inspiration is coming from. But like a tsunami muse show, like what is she giving on stage? Oh, she she gives a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. She gives a lot of. Um, like breaking the fourth wall. She's very engaging. Tsunami is a very warm person, despite how she looks. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an experiment. Okay, so like exactly breaking the fourth wall in drag. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think you're gonna have to come to a show and find out. Okay. I came across a. <laughs> It makes a me video? laugh every time. A page six article. Oh about my you. god! A whole ass article about you performing <laughs> through a shoe malfunction at a Laquan Smith party yes. in 2022. Yes. There is video to prove it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please tell me more about this moment and how you found the strength to carry on <laughs> in that moment. Well, I mean, uh, it was Janelle, uh, Bo, and me. We got booked to. I just like you know do a drag show at like Laquan Smith. Like it was like Laquan Smith and Saks. Mm-hmm. And um, they got us to do a show. And I was doing, you know, my favorite Naomi Campbell mix. Of course. And in it, like, I, I was just performing and I lost a pump. But I was just doing, like, Barbie toe, you know. So, I mean, the show must go on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you were really doing it. When she says she was, do- you were really, like, I mean, <laughs> it was 
It was great. It was Bobby. It was like yes. a Victoria's Secret, like uh-huh. the Victoria's Secret show when that one model lost her shoe. You got it. But she going. kept walking, like you know, yes. tippy toes. Uh-huh. Barbie, and you didn't fall. And, but no, but it, what I found hilarious was the next morning my friends they're like sending me this article, <laughs> and I thought it was a joke. Oh no, it's I thought it real. was like Photoshop. <laughs> uh uh-uh. And then I'm like, really, page six? Mm-hmm. You you. But you know what? Any press is good press. It just speaks levels to your talent. If like a mistake you're making. Is Ma- right. A headline. Listen, that that's just how entertaining I am. Come on, that's okay. Right. <laughs> so for the season ahead, yes. I would like to know mm-hmm. what can you tease about? I mean, it's Drag Race. We know twists, yes. turns, oh, gaggery. Yeah. It's always coming. Yeah. So what can you tease about what is coming ahead for the twists and turns, and how Drag Race season sixteen is going to step it up from past seasons? You know, I well, walking in there, you're like, oh, you know, it's Drag Race. You know how it plays, right? They, I mean, and, th- and that's the great thing about it that like there, it's it's the 16th season, so it's like oh my god, so many, but like they still manage a way to keep it fresh yeah. and to keep it new and 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 to keep us there going guessing because you know you, you we're like oh we've been watching since season one you know what's what's to come and it's like the same formula but they do little things to you know switch it up <laughs> you see yeah the, I mean. It, it, <laughs> It's a lot of that, but it's it was great. I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I would do the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. Just just the, the do-over. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As many seasons as we can get with you on TV, I'll take it. You know why? <laughs> so without spoiling anything, yes. can you maybe tease some mood words for things that you are excited or nervous about fans to see from you coming up on the show? Nervous? No. No nervous. I have nothing to be None. nervous about. None. None. <laughs> um, any words to tease what's to come? Mm-hmm. Slay. House. <laughs> booth. <laughs> I mean, there, there's definitely like, there's definitely gags. Like mm-hmm. we, we were literally gagging. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like really, we're really going to do that, you know? So okay. there's there's definitely moments like that. I mean, I one of my favorite things without giving it away was um, I mean I I I do love the girls a lot and like I I was surprised at how much I ended up liking them. <laughs> you're surprised. Yes, you liked them. So so I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> you know because the, you're like what? Who of those girls that you ended up liking? Yes, um, all of them. Who do you think needs the Mistress Isabel Brooks? Uh, drag delusion vaccine the most. I'm, I'm debating which one. I'm trying to pick one. Oh, it can be more than one. <laughs> who deserves, who needs the drag delusion vaccine? Yes. It could be a little bit of morphine. Okay. It could be a, a little bit of plain Jane. She's come up a lot. She, <laughs> She's come up a lot. Of course she has. <laughs> who else? You know what? Maybe even me. Oh, you're the second person to say yourself. I mean, okay. We love a self-aware queen, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I think somebody. I think it was Safira. I think Safira also said herself. So, oh, I love that. Yes. See, there you go. Love it. Is there anything else that you want to say for what fans can look out for? What we should be excited for? Just anything to tease the season coming up. I mean, you are definitely going to be at the edge of your seat every episode. What you think you know Drag Race to be is. Not going to be. That sounds cryptic, but uh, that, that's great. The, okay, good. Great. We love cryptic. <laughs> we love cryptic. I mean, you know, it's 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 gonna be great. I don't want to say too much mm-hmm. because I want you to tune in to watch and, all of this. Yes, and enjoy the show yes. because we definitely gave a show. If if you know, I'll tell you, I'll give you this. Okay. It felt like we were, you know, in backstage 
at like you know at the drag shows just mm. kikiing. So it, there was a lot of that. Right. So I thought that's I think that that's gonna be my favorite part. Yes. Very much looking forward to that. Yes. Very much looking forward to see what you do on the show. Uh, thank you so much, Tsunami, for being here. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I will see ya on the runway. That's right. <laughs> Stay tuned for more with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. Thank you all so much for listening to our preview recap of our preseason interviews with all of the RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16 queens. Up next, we have the premiere on January 5th at 8 p.m. on MTV. And make sure you stay tuned to the Quick Drag podcast feed all throughout the season because we will be doing regular exit interviews and also interviews with other personalities in the Drag Race space. Uh, you can find all of our write-ups on Drag Race throughout the season at EW.com slash Drag Race. And all of our video interviews with the Season 16 Queens are now on our YouTube and social pages. Thanks again, and we'll see you throughout the season. There's weather. Cloudy weather. Ooh. I love this podcast.